to the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 Podcast, presented by TH Fantasy Football. Welcome to the Week 16 edition of the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 Podcast. The full Holy Trinity are here with you in the build-up to Christmas, gentlemen. How are we doing, Tom and Ed? Feeling Christmassy. Very Christmassy. This is our Christmas present to our listeners, all three of us together, like the three wise men. <laughs> Very much so. Excellent link, Edward. And we're also feeling Christmassy because of an exceptional podcast we've been listening to this week called Festive Five, that is apparently a spin-off from this show hosted by... Me and Ed. You missed out a bit. This award-nominated show. Oh, here yeah, we go back. Let's say it. Award-nominated show. Exciting news as well this week. We have received a nomination in the Sports Podcast Awards. We're against the big boys. We're against some CBS podcasts. We're against the, the fantasy footballers, Michael Fabiano. So if you're listening, can you please go away and vote on every single device you have access to, please? Because we're going to need some support. We, we are. We are. We, we're very, very delighted to be nominated. It means a lot. And, you know, it, it makes the hard work worth it. It does make the work. My hard work. <laughs> yeah, your hard work. Yeah. Against the bizarre fancy football, though, Saints 22, Rams 30 yesterday evening. We're recording bright and early on Friday morning here in the UK. So the game finished about three hours ago, approximately. So we've not had a chance to see any highlights yet. But looking at the headline figures for fancy football, Stafford and Carbo fancy relevant this week. Very interestingly, they're off. Four wide receivers with 18 or more points in PPR scoring. None of them are named Cooper Cup. No, Demarcus Robinson had another good game, didn't he? Uh, I said in the main show that he was he was due to have a good game, so I hope you managed to pick him up. Pukunakua had a headline game as well, 33 points. And Alave back from his injury last week, 23.3. We'll get into the main details of the nitty-gritty in the main show next week, though. But hopefully they have set you on a good course for your semi-finals or trying to avoid that place in the toilet bowl final this week. Without further ado, let's get stuck in once again to your five morsels of fancy food for thought. Plug and play QBs. This week, plug and play QBs. When I started looking at my notes yesterday, I was starting to think about Matthew Stafford and then realised he was playing last night. So he would have been one of my picks. His roster percentage has gone up and up and up, up to 94% now. So he's been good value if you did manage to pick him up and play him. I've only got one pick for you this week because you're looking for a difference maker at this point. You're no longer looking for someone to get your baseline of points. It's win or nothing at this stage with the matchups you will be in. So my quarterback start of the week this week, who is currently available in four percent leagues, is Baker Mayfield, a player we were very negative on in the preseason, but of softens to over the course of the year, haven't we? I wish I could go back to like 2021, Mark, and play him this clip. Oh, no. Recommending <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Because 2021 Baker Mayfield deserved everything I said. Though. Okay, all right. He's been quarterback 14 in fantasy points per game since week seven, including six top 12 finishes. Since then, third in passing touchdowns, 11th in passer rating, and ninth in throw accuracy, something we could never have said about him in his last couple of seasons. The Jags is who we have got this week, and their secondary is thin to say the least. And since week 10, they're allowing the second highest yards per pass attempt and the second most passing yards. With a couple of players out, we'll go through in the injury report. Or if you manage to look your way to a playoff semi-final by streaming quarterbacks, Baker is the, the only choice I think that's available and could give you a comfortable win this week. Other side of the ball. Time to get defensive. 
So I'm quite conscious now with defences that if you're still in your playoffs, then you've probably got a fairly settled defence. You know, obviously defences don't suffer from injuries. So I've chosen a couple of maybe less rostered defences that I think might have a good week if you're desperate or you've got a defence that just hasn't been getting the points for you. So the first is the Bears. They've not quite been the force we might have expected this season on defence, but they have clicked into gear of late. Their last three scores have been an impressive 16, 15, and then 18 points last week. They faced the Cardinals in week 16, and I expect them to keep up that double-figure momentum. Um, also, they have the Falcons next week, so they could be a great pickup for the championship week, and they're only 23% rostered. The other, and these really are an outside bet, are the Falcons. Um, yes, they're, they're no mugs. They've had five weeks in double figures this season, including a high of 21, admittedly against the defence, who love giving up points uh, against fantasy defences. They've got the Colts this week, who haven't really been on fire of offence recently, and that's being kind. And the Falcons are more well, more highly rostered than the Bears uh, at 35%, so there's a good chance that they'll be available. Pittman liked that for the Colts as well. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that might add to it Not as well. Chance. Yeah, so Bears and Falcons, if you need a defence to help you win that championship game, win that uh, toilet bowl game, have a think about them. Put it to the vote. So, last week we looked at, is it okay to tank? Have you had a look at the results? I haven't. A few interesting comments on there as well. Yeah, yeah. So we had 55% yes, 45% no. So slightly in favour. Is that the closest vote we've had almost? It's very close. Very close. Disappointing? No, I think it shows how contentious an issue it is. We've seen with the disagreements we've had in leagues, haven't we? The fact that some people think it's completely okay, some people think it's not. I think it depends how tactically you go about doing it, I think is the issue. Yeah, it's about winning, isn't it? You want to win and win at any cost, I suppose. So this week, we're going to mix it up. We're going to each... Pick a fantasy bust of the season. Have you had a long, hard thought about yours? I I was looking at a few different options, I'll be honest. Full disclosure, I considered throwing my, my guy Miles Sanders into there, but I've gone for someone who I think has been a bust because they were drafted for positional advantage. Yeah, I mean, I think mine's quite personal. I'm quite angry at him, but I think... Because... <laughs> uh, uh, I've got a lot of shares. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of shares, um, but I do think genuinely he is the bust of the season. Mine, I just feel very sorry for, to be honest. So, who wants to go first? Okay, so mine, what mine is Austin Eckler. So, uh, I mean, he was very much drafted, probably third running back off the board, maybe maybe second in some places. So he went very highly. He's currently sitting there at RB twenty five. Yes, he missed three weeks due to injury, but only three weeks due to injury. Um, he's had a total of five touchdowns compared to, well, I didn't even. He got a lot last season. <laughs> he's had five top six fancy weeks. But he's had, I'd probably say, six or seven bust weeks. Um, he's cost a lot of people, including me. I, I mean, I say I'm angry. I, I forgive you, Austin, if you're listening, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of shares in him. He, he's been my RB1 in a lot of leagues. And yeah, he's let me down. And I think he's probably let a lot of you down. Uh, he's definitely in the running for bust of the season. I have gone for Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is still looking good at QB6. He's not a bust when you're looking right down at the numbers. but I think he's a bust for where he was drafted. So he was going end of the first, beginning of the second. Sometimes people were confident a little bit higher than that and was being drafted as the QB1. Josh Allen seemed to take a little bit of a hit with his stock over the course of the offseason. If you're drafting any quarterback there, you need them to be a top, top three minimum with separation from the rest of the pack. Now that separation from the rest of the pack comes from Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who are 
miles ahead of the rest, averaging about five points more per game than Patrick Mahomes. He has got 55 points fewer than Jalen Hurts and nearly 75 points fewer than Josh Allen. If we look down 55 points fewer than Patrick Mahomes, we go all the way down to QB 16, which is Matthew Stafford. Just below, considering he was going end of the first, beginning of the second, we've got Sam Howell, very late or undrafted. Jordan Love, very late or undrafted. Jared Goff, very late or undrafted. TJ Stroud, very late or undrafted. Justin Herbert, maybe around four or five. There are a lot of better options in the ballpark who you could have picked up pretty much for free and used that round one, round two pick for something of more value at the wide receiver or running back. Yeah, I think even a couple of those guys just above him, really. You could have waited so much later, couldn't you? Yeah, so Lamar, a couple of rounds later. Brock Purdy, fourth, he would have been undrafted as well. He's not giving you the value you drafted for, so that's the reason he's in my list for a bust. So my guy used to be one of my favourites, ex-packer Devontae Adams. Now, don't get me wrong, he's been slightly screwed over by the Raiders, obviously. He's gone there to play with Derek Carr. They've given Jimmy G enormous money and then basically dropped him. Um, But he had an ADP of 14. This year, he's had just three wide receiver one finishes, finishing second and then two eighths. Uh, He's finished outside the top 20 wide receivers nine times. His worst finishes, what do you reckon his worst finishes? 65. I was going to say 65 as well. Wide receiver 100 was his worst finish. So he's finished what is uh, four worst finishes, wide receiver 45 twice, 69, then 100. You know, I don't blame him. It's the quarterback situation. There's not been as, you know, that much he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, if you look at his stats over the season, he is still quite high, but it's because he's got that one week three where he scored 40 points, yeah. which has obviously pushed the average up massively. You know, taking him so early, I just think he's been a bit of a bust. I mean, everyone will have their own as well. So there are three we're putting out for you to vote. Who is the biggest bust on our list? But by all means, throw in the comments who you are cross with as well for fantasy this season. Next week, we're going to pick our stars, our favourite fantasy players. I've got a few in the mix for yeah, that one. Yeah, so and have some more deliberation, I think. nothing too obvious. Yeah, I don't want to do Christian McCaffrey because obviously oh, he scored I'll, a million points. I'll hear that then. <laughs> oh, I, can I do Daniel Jones? <laughs> oh no, he's been rubbish. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> Beat the waiver wire. Right, a couple of wide receivers to look at on the waiver wire. One more available than the other. First up, Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati. He's 60% rostered, so less likely to be available, but have a look and snap him up if you can. He's going to see more targets because it's confirmed that Chase is out Saturday against the Steelers. Now, admittedly, Boyd rarely explodes uh, as he doesn't get the opportunity, but on the other hand, he's also very rarely a bust. I think he could be a decent flex option if you're struggling. I mean, bear in mind, he does face the Steelers' defence this week um, and they do like playing against the Bengals. Now, the other option is much more likely to be available, and that is the wide receiver Dontavian Wicks, the rookie in Green Bay. He's 13% rostered. He's practised in a limited capacity this week, but he looks likely to play against the Panthers. He's certainly healthier than Reed and Watson, so he should get plenty of targets from Jordan Love, who's had a great season uh, in, in Green Bay. Six receptions last week for Wicks with his highest fantasy score to date and I expect a similar number this week against a very generous Panthers defence. So pick him up if you can is my advice. He's had a couple of good games actually, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so yeah, Wicks I yeah. would definitely have a And also game. I saw some stat about Love, how much he's spread the ball around. So I think he's a good pickup. So there you go from our resident Green Bay expert. I've given you a few seconds to use a spread the love pun, but you didn't, so I'll jump in and take it instead. <laughs> I think with both of those, well, there is high probability you are going into a game set already from the waivers, but both of those will be very good targets in DFS as well, I think. Low rostered, low price. Yeah, good point. Oh! 
the injury report. Oh, 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 oh. Right, finally then, the injury report for this week. Stroud and Lawrence both did not practice on Thursday, so they could be players if you've got and you had to stream last week. You may want to look at Baker Mayfield, both in concussion protocol still. Jonathan Taylor's back in practice and Zach Moss is sidelined, so it looks like he'll be taking his full workload this week. Remember, it was a thumb injury, so you'd expect him to come back and hit his stride straight away again. Jamar Chase, Ed's already said, is out this week, as is Keenan Allen. He's been ruled out for this week. Tyreek Hill limited his return on Thursday, so watch for updates. It's a weird one because it seemed like he was going to play last week. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, I think he, he doesn't necessarily need practice as much as well, yeah. so maybe he's sitting out just to make sure he's fully fit for that game. Josh Jacobs didn't practice on Thursday, but doesn't play until Monday, so that's not as alarming as it usually is for a Thursday sit. And Hunter Henry didn't practice on Thursday with that knee injury as well. It was obviously someone we said on the main show, if you're looking to pivot at tight end, could have been a great shout, but that looks like it might be touch and go. If you've picked him up on waivers, have a backup plan for your backup plan, basically. That's it from us this week, though. We will see you the other side of Christmas, Boxing Day, and all the other festivities. In the meantime, if you need more of us, and I'm sure you do, make sure you check out the Festive Five podcast as well for some Christmassy delights. And as soon as you finish listening to this and you've enjoyed it immensely, I am sure, head over to the Sports Podcast Awards, check out our Twitter page for the link, and please give us your vote. Well, it could be your Christmas present to us. And we all love presents at this time of the year. Have we said all the things, gents? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas from all of us and from Malcolm. And Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pesto, Ed, and Tom of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.